Hey Disney fan, have you ever wanted to know how we make the magic? Or maybe what's happening at Disney every single week? Well, have we got the podcast for you. This is D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. And we are taking you Inside Disney. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hey there, hey. hi there, ho there to you. Hi. <laughs> how are y'all? Good. Enjoying. I've been enjoying just some of the nice summer weather we've had here in Southern California. That sounds really nice because I've been inside in our living room just binging episode after episode of America's Funniest Home Videos. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you have been. Don't you have anything to contribute to that show at this point? Oh, basically my entire camera roll is prime for the taking. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i've just been laughing so hard i'm crying basically every every day it's a wonderful release (laughs) oh love that how about you candace i'm just busy getting ready for all of the interviews i had with the cast of hamilton to air july 3rd on radio disney what yes tell us more tell us more I know. We Zoomed. It was like five different interviews with the cast. Lin-Manuel Miranda, he was paired up with the director and they just talked so many good things about Hamilton. And like, I'm just so excited to see it on Disney Plus, guys. One fun thing that you learned during your interview that we need to be on the listen for. Oh, you know what? Some of the cast members said that doing this show so many times and having mess ups here and there that they got excited about watching from the sidelines to see their castmates actually mess up, which was pretty funny thinking about <laughs> how often Aww. they were doing these shows. But such a good cast. Love talking to them. So you guys check it out on Radio Disney. Cool. Yes. Viewing party. Viewing party yeah. this so many Friday. things to hear and see. I can't wait. So mm-hmm. excited. And uh, coming up later on the show, we do have Joe Tessitore from Holy Moly, the uh, hilarious, amazing, and sometimes gravity-defying extreme miniature golf show on ABC. But first up, let's get to some of the news. Yeah, well, it's not often we talk about Beyonce on the podcast, so I'm very excited about this. Big news, Beyonce has written, directed, and executive produced a visual album. It's called Black is King, and it's coming to Disney Plus July 31st. We're just about hitting the year anniversary of The Lion King, and Mm. this is based on the music of The Lion King, The Gift. It's being described as a celebratory memoir for the world on the Black experience that reimagines the timeless lessons of the Lion King for today's young kings and queens in search of their own crowns, which I think is cool. And if you guys have seen the teaser on YouTube, of course, it's beautifully narrated by Beyonce. Mm. And the quote where they say, you can't wear your crown with your head down was just something so beautiful to me. But this is going to be such a cool film. It took a year to produce with a cast and crew that represents diversity and connectivity. And the music features featured artists from The Lion King, The Gift, as well as some special guest appearances. So coming up in just a couple weeks, guys, Disney Plus. This whole thing is giving me chills. I cannot wait to watch that. Mm. It looks so good. So good. Well, speaking of chills, we just got a brand new sneak peek trailer for Soul. Yes. Soul is the next Pixar film. And in this new trailer, we get to hear the voice of Joe Gardner, a.k.a. Jamie Foxx. And he's talking about what it means to find the real you, or as he puts it, the brilliant, passionate you. 
The trailer is set to a beautiful song called Parting Ways, which was written, produced, and performed by Cody Chestnut. And the movie, it's directed by Oscar winner Pete Docter, who's one of my favorite Pixarians. He directed Monsters, Inc., and he directed Up. I mean, it's just hit after Inside Out. He has oh. such a brilliant mind. So I, I'm really excited for Soul. That opens in theaters November 20th. And speaking of what's coming to theaters, Mulan is now going to be in theaters on August 21st. Ooh. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm adjusting my Outlook calendar invite for that. Yes. Same <laughs> date. Also, in select theaters on July 31st, same date that we'll be watching Beyonce and potentially going to a movie theater. Who knows? <laughs> Rebuilding Paradise, the documentary film from Academy Award winner Ron Howard, who is obviously fantastic. So he did this documentary for National Geographic about rebuilding the town of Paradise, California, which was ravaged by those awful, awful fires that we had in November of 2018 out here. And $1 from every ticket sold will go to charities supporting the town of Paradise. So really, really happy about that. That town, it was just, we saw it on the news here pretty much every day. The devastation was just heartbreaking. So Mm -hmm. glad that they uh, are are releasing the documentary. Glad that some money is going to go to good causes. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see that. Well, something else coming on July 31st. What are we going to do with our time? Like, how are we going to make this work? There's too much on July 31st. There's so much. (laughs) Make sure you sleep all of July 30th so that you can stay up all of July 31st. Exactly. That's a good idea. Muppets Now is coming. Yes. Yes. Can't wait. We just got a new trailer. In the trailer, Kermit is just trying his best to tell us all about this new series but he's constantly thwarted by joe the legal weasel but anyway we still got some great information (laughs) yes joe from legal despite him we still know quite a bit about the series it's a six episode series coming to disney plus and it's the muppets first ever unscripted series and familiar faces of course will be there kermit the frog miss piggy my main man gonzo plus Mm celebrity friends if you didn't catch the trailer check it out on d23.com i'm so excited for that guys something else i'm excited for a special night of music is coming to disney channel sooner than july 31st guys july 10th yay good (laughs) yes it's gonna feature disney channel's summer sing-along and radio disney presents Artie's summer playlist which we're working very hard on right now as you can imagine so the sing-along is gonna feature songs from of course popular disney channel original movies like high school musical 2 zombies descendants 3 and more the incredible lineup is it's fantastic. Demi Lovato, Olivia Rodrigo, Meg Donnelly, Coco Jones, Milo Mannheim. Too many names to list, but you will see some Disney Channel stars from the shows Bunked and Just Roll With It. And then right after that, Radio Disney presents Artie's Summer Playlist. This is going to be hosted by Laura Morano, of course, from Disney Channel's show Austin and Allie. It's going to feature music from Sia, Sabrina Carpenter, Kylie Cantrell, Echo Smith, And you're also going to get to relive classic moments from the first seven years of the Arties, which is taking me way back, giving me all the feels. Um, (laughs) We had Ariana Grande, Camila Cabello, Selena Gomez, Shawn Mendes. And there's also going to be a really cool moment where we're going to actually honor teachers as part of the Arties Heroes for Change Award that we do every year. And Radio Disney is also going to donate to 
donors choose, which will fulfill teacher projects and bring classroom dreams to life, which I'm very excited about. Those moments always are like so cool to see during the show. Hmm. Um, but that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on July 10th. And will we get to see you on the show as well, Candace? Maybe. Keep your eyes peeled. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, I'm so excited. Such a star. Yeah. yeah. Well, Freeform just announced the cast for their new series, Love in the Time of Corona. It's going to be a limited series event from Good Trouble's Joanna Johnson. She is awesome and talented and really funny. The, the series, it's, it's about how people are communicating now. And I think we all know that that's been very unique. Yes. In some of the, yes. The cast includes Leslie Odom Jr., who we are going to be enjoying in Hamilton, Gil Bellows, and Tommy Dorfman, who I just caught on one of the episodes of Love, Victor. So they all have these very cool storylines. Uh, and the series is set to premiere in August. So again, out of that July 31st, time frame in which we will be <laughs> shutting ourselves into our homes and closing the blinds. As if I'm not already doing that for AFV, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Parks News, we have a brand new adventure with Princess Tiana that's coming to both Disneyland Park and Magic Kingdom Park. Yay! Yes. The Disney Parks blog shared images last week of an awesome new project that Imagineers have been working on since last year, Splash Mountain at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort will soon be completely reimagined and inspired by the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, Yay! can't wait. The ride picks up after Tiana and Naveen's final kiss, and we get to join Princess Tiana and Louis on their musical adventure as they're preparing for their first ever Mardi Gras performance. So I love that. I'm sure I'll be singing mm. along. <laughs> I actually had the chance to work with the Incredible Parks team on that announcement, so that was really fun to be a part of. And got to interview our pal Bob Weiss, the president of Walt Disney oh, Imagineering, awesome. for a little bit more information on what's to come with that attraction, as well as some of the others that are on the horizon for Disney Parks. And that's all on d23.com. Ooh, that's so exciting. I was very thrilled to see that our pal Sharita Carter, yes. who we know and love from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, is leading the project over yeah. at Imagine yeah. that's, that's She deserves awesome. a shout out. Congratulations. She that must really be does. so exciting for her too. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be such a huge attraction. I can't wait. I feel like for me, my best Disney Parks memories are the ones that I like have a personal connection to. So mm -hmm. the more we get to reflect our diversity of guests and our attractions and our entertainment and, and our food and everything, the better. And so I, I really can't wait for this one. It's all about yeah. the food for Sherry, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, the food. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a new Voices from Home video of Epcot's Mariachi Cobre from the Ooh. Mexico Pavilion at Ooh. Epcot. This is so good. If you guys haven't seen it, they're performing The World is Mi Familia, of course, from Disney Pixar's Coco. It's on the Disney Parks blog. And it's just beautiful. I love mariachi music. And I just crank this up. It's not long enough. I wish it were like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well they did do another song earlier in uh the disney magic moments program so maybe you could put them together and do like a little mini concert there you go <laughs> repeat exactly <laughs> yeah. so good you know what else is good five what? fantastic things to watch this weekend yay thanks to our friends at d23.com we have five things that you should watch there he is. this weekend <laughs> First up on July 3rd, 
the Mighty Ducks is going to be streaming on Disney Plus. So yes, yes all my mm. 90s kids out there and just anyone, anyone who likes movies will like this movie. <laughs> or <laughs> hockey or ducks. Yeah, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. <laughs> yes, who's returning for the series, which will yeah. also be coming to Disney Plus. So very excited mm-hmm. about that. Also on July 3rd, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. The 2011 movie is coming to Disney Plus with Zachary Gordon, who I did not even realize is the same Zachary Gordon who's on Good Trouble. So oh. it's always interesting to see people like 10 years later. Well, also on July 3rd, wow, is July 3rd our new July 31st? Because we've got a lot of things on this A day. lot of things. <laughs> July 3rd, we have a new episode of Pixar in real life on Disney+, Plus, and this one is up-themed. Aww. Carl is going to ask oh. some real New Yorkers to watch his balloon cart, and they get an uplifting surprise. Mm-hmm. Like what I you like did what there. Ah, Jinx, I was going to say Whoa! That Whoa! <laughs> All right, guys, uh, guess when this show is airing. (laughs) Could it be July 3rd? Yes, there's a new episode of Puppy Dog Pals, guys. This is my jam. Bingo and Rolly, they're on a mission. So check out that new one, July 3rd. Okay, okay. You know what, though? After July 3rd, after all of the Puppy Dog Pals I could take, we are settling in for a Marvel marathon on FX for the Dark World, Iron Man 3, and Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And I'm a big, big fan of Captain America. So it's going to be a a, a good way for to kick off your 4th of July fireworks in Marvel style. Well, today we are so excited to have with us somebody who is widely praised for his versatility, his distinctive voice, and joyful enthusiasm in the sports broadcasting world. He is now play calling for the ABC show Holy Moly. Please welcome, wearing the blue shorts, standing six foot nine, I don't know, Joe Tessitore. <laughs> hey, it's great to be with you guys. That's a heck of an introduction, and I never thought it would be part of my career description to go from, you know, major play-by-play work on ABC and ESPN to now being known for calling extreme mini golf and doing buddy comedy with Rob Riggle. But here we are in life. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who have not seen Holy Moly, how do you even describe it? There are people who have not seen Holy Moly. What is going on here? That's not what I'm hearing. I've heard everybody's watching it. We need to change that. Um, Listen, here's the bottom line. The show has been described really, really well by a lot of writers and TV critics who are so much smarter than I am. And one of the things that I've heard is it's a buddy comedy, that it is sublime absurdity, that it is extreme mini golf where you just have a lot of fun. And it falls into all these boxes that you're not expecting it to fall into because, yes, it's a competition show. Yes, it's a primetime reality competition show. And yes, it's a game show. But it really almost has this feel of a whimsical wonderland with a little bit of Anchorman to it. Um, (laughs) And I believe it almost takes the course of an alternate universe, a world that you get to step into where we have just this ability to laugh, this ability to have competition And, you know, I I read somebody say it it has those benign violations that we all get to laugh along with, where you see somebody fall off a zip line, you see somebody 
fall off a mechanical gopher, which is another thing I can't believe is coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Or you you say to yourself, what is the wackiest, craziest thing we could invent to have a miniature golf course? And, oh, I know, we'll dress up the contestants in suits of armor, and then we'll have fire-breathing dragons, and they'll be ablaze, they'll be in flames as they're trying to putt. And you sit back saying, well, nobody's going to buy that. Well, guess what? ABC executives did. So that's holy (laughs) moly. So glad they did. Well, Joe, you've long been considered one of the top live event broadcasters in sports, having spent many years covering on ESPN and ABC. So how is Holy Moly the same or how is it different from your experience in other sports? You know, that's such a great question because I go into it prepping the exact same way I would prep to call Monday Night Football or a major college football bowl game or a world championship fight. I prepare, I get ready. So I take it seriously like a normal live event play-by-play broadcaster would. But then once we get up to the booth and I'm sitting next to Riggle, all my straight man antics, they go out the window. He just makes, <laughs> he makes me break. I have no shot. I mean, I can't get through 20 seconds of trying to do my job seriously with Rob Riggle sitting next to me in the vintage gold polyester 1970 sport coat. And so for me, it's a great off-ramp on the highway of my career that lets me go to (laughs) Wackyville and lets me laugh and have fun. And with everything that's been going on in the world, I think it is often a much-needed departure for one hour. And I know that's how I feel in terms of doing the work for it. And I know that I hear a lot of that for people that watch it that sometimes we just need to laugh. We just need to sit back and have a good laugh. And I think Holy Moly provides that. Absolutely. Is this kind of a dream come true for you to kind of mix classic sports play calling with all this dry wit humor you're talking about? I really give credit to the producers because I didn't know what I was stepping into. The only thing is when it was pitched to me, And they said, we'd love for you to go do extreme mini golf. And, you know, we're going to build these oversized Willy Wonka world kind of, you know, (laughs) holes. I said, okay, you guys are so crazy. This is this has crossed the line so far that I'm absolutely in. But (laughs) I think it even surprised the producers, you know, and you guys probably feel this broadcasting and, and doing everything you do in your careers. But when the red light goes on, and you're sitting there live on national TV, sometimes you just don't know what you have with the chemistry of your partners until you're in that moment, until you're actually on air. Mm -hmm. And Rob and I realized very quickly that we connect, we click, that our styles mesh up like gears. And I think it went quickly from day one taping of, hey, it's a competition show of extreme mini golf to, no, it's something more than that. Extreme Mini Golf is the vehicle that we use to have this great wonderment of a buddy comedy. And we, I just really enjoy each other's company. But the idea that I could sit there and do comedy is, is crazy. It's, it's crazy. But the producers knew enough that the combination would work and the chemistry would work. So speaking of crazy, what's the craziest thing you've seen on the show? There are so many things that are so outlandish that I forget half of them, aside from the (laughs) fact that we tape from seven at night until five in the morning. So half the show, you're completely gone. Your mind is fried and you're you're, (laughs) working on fumes, which ends up being about 80 percent of what they put in on the show. 
We've seen pro golfers, actual golfers who have played in the U.S. Open, defeated and upset by non-pros who, are, you know, dabble in some mini golf. And, you know, we had, I think, a grandmother who hit a 60-foot hole-in-one to defeat somebody who had been in, in the U.S. Open. So the <laughs> wow. golf is outrageous. And then what you see with the physical comedy and the wipeouts is outrageous. I mean, you, you can't believe sometimes what you're seeing. And we've already had a lot of that this year. Wow. Well, we've seen some pretty intense courses on the show. But if you could create a mini golf hole on a supersized course like the ones in Holy Moly, what would it include? You know, it's so funny that you asked me that question today because I, I was having coffee this morning and my daughter, who is so creative, she came downstairs and she said, hey, by the way, you ever seen those surf machines where they create the wave? I think you should put a golfers Whoa. on a surf and see if they could, you know, you get the better ball position. But And she goes on and on and on. She says, you know, it could be super surf and turf and this and that. And I, I would just defer to her and, and say, boy, you, you're a lot smarter than your dad is. So, yeah, let's go for it. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Love that. How does it feel, by the way, to wear that legendary ABC Sports mustard yellow jacket? Because I feel like, you know, it goes so well with the turtleneck. Did you and Riggle have to fight over who got the turtleneck? No, Rob is all about the turtleneck. I don't have that much <laughs> fees in me. And then Rob also wears the multicolored, you know, plaid pants. I think this year he changed to hues of purple and green and yellow. I'm the more conservative dress. But it is really fun to wear the vintage jackets. I know they were away in mothballs at ABC for about three decades. And then a few years ago, when we did one season of the revival of Battle of the Network Stars, they let me wear one there. And then the past few years on Holy Moly. But I was just having this conversation. Somebody mentioned the jackets today. And I said, you know, the jackets almost add to the character. They, they really do. Yeah. They really bring you to that place. They're vintage. They almost give you a little bit of a wink to let you in on the joke of everything that's holy moly. <laughs> we really get a kick out of them. And, you know, and Rob and I are old enough to remember Howard Cosell on weekends wearing them and Jim McKay and all the great sportscasters of ABC. So, you know, Rob and I, obviously, I'm a diehard lifelong sports fan, but Rob is one of the only non-sports casters that I work with who I could say could actually broadcast a major real sports event with me. He's <laughs> such an avid fan. Well, speaking of Rob, I know you mentioned earlier that you have a hard time keeping a straight face around him. But from what I've seen, you've done a pretty good job. I'm a very easy laugher, so I would just be horrible at that. What's your secret? If I really want to lock in, I mean really lock in, I have to lock eyes. If, if I want okay, Rob's not going to break me. Rob's not going to break me. Rob's not going to break me. <laughs> I have to stare down that camera like I'm almost angry at it because <laughs> yes. yeah, really like I have to look at that camera like it just offended my family. And <laughs> Rob is so incredibly good. Here's how good he is at breaking me. He doesn't even need to say anything. I can actually see him just make a head movement or just raise an eyebrow out of the corner of my eye. And he knows I'm starting to lose it. He knows yeah. it. And then he goes for it. But I enjoy working with Rob. And he's obviously become a good friend. And I really care for the guy. And I just think so highly of him. He's such a good person. But, you know, there are levels to everything. There are levels to all stages of craftsmanship and everything from sports to broadcasting to acting. 
And when it comes to being a comedic actor, when it comes to being an improv star, he is at that very, very elite level where he's just so greatly skilled and capable of doing that to me. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so take away the volcanoes, dragons, and windmills. Are you any good at mini golf? Like, and, and have the producers let you play the course on the show? Because I know I want to. No, you know, it's funny because a lot of summers we go to upstate New York with my kids, my wife, and Lake George, New York is filled with mini golf courses. So we have spent a lot of time playing up in Lake George, New York, like Pirate's Cove in Lake George, New York. And I'm probably like everybody else. You know, I can get my decent putts in. And then, you know, there's also going to be some that go into the overly done blue water on the Pirate's Hole. So <laughs> I have putted around the course but you got no shot. I mean, no shot of like getting me on the volcano zip line. You've got no <laughs> shot of having the fire breathing dragons. I mean, you've seen the hair, right? You understand how much I care for like, No, I mean, seriously. I, Rob and I joke around all the time like, oh, you guys need to go play a hole. Are you kidding me? We will be hospitalized. We will be, we're so soft now in our late 40s and like, you know, middle aged dads. We, we're done. <laughs> Gotta try the windmill. Oh, the windmill will just jack. I mean, I'll get ruined. I'll get <laughs> hit by a Tyson Fury uppercut if you put me on the windmill. <laughs> well, outside of Holy Moly, you've also executive produced an ESPN 30 for 30. What was that experience like? Was it a lot different being behind the scenes this time? Yes, and it was really good and, and definitely a learning process in my career to you know, write and treat and executive produce a, a documentary. And I was involved with two of them. One was really my baby from the start, and that was called Roll Tide War Eagle on the vitriol and the rivalry in college football between Alabama and Auburn and the shared history they have. And then I was involved in the Bo Jackson documentary, which was uh, very, very successful. We, had, we were very proud of that piece. And, you know, it gives me great respect for everything that happens on the other side of the camera, but it's exhausting. But I'm, I'm really happy that in my career, I've been able to touch upon so many different aspects of our industry, and it keeps you fresh, and it keeps you moving forward. I never saw a hold, so, you know, play-by-play -play and live hosting and anchoring, all fun. Getting involved with the docs, really rewarding doing Monday night football and, and ABC college football and all the rest, uh, wildly exciting. Holy moly, I never saw coming. And I love it. I <laughs> love being involved with the primetime competition. I love being involved with comedy with Rob Riggle. So it's all part of this incredible plate that I've put together. And I'm, I'm just so grateful to have had any of these opportunities, you know, I don't consider myself wildly talented, incredibly smart. I do consider myself a hard worker, but I definitely am entrepreneurial and I do have an entrepreneurial spirit. And I'm always going to say yes until you tell me it's an absolute no. And I think when you say yes enough in life and you're willing to put one foot in front of the other and take some risk, some good things happen in life. And I've been blessed that some of those things have happened to me with both the docs, the broadcasting, and now holy moly. For sure. Is there anything else in life like you think you could announce or play call as accurately as you do sports? Oh, I listen, family and friends will tell you I'm the biggest food critic there is. You know, I grew up oh. in an American. I grew up in an Italian American family and community in New York. 
you know, my mother and all her brothers and sisters emigrated to this country you know, from five miles away from where my father's family was from in Italy. Everybody in my family is in the food business. So I grew up in a Italian food culture. If you want me to broadcast or ever be on the Food Network or do food <laughs> reviews, I am all in. And that's what I turn every meal into, about a three to four hour broadcast of every wine, every cocktail, every appetizer, and every entree through dessert. So that is my passion. See, I was thinking I'd like to hear you, you know, commentate breakfast at my house or something. It'd be, you know, sound really nice. Yeah, listen, if you bring me, I'll, we'll get after it. You know, here you go. You take the frying pan out and look at the form of the eggs. Now, what do you think of how she's cracking the eggs? You got to get the bacon sizzle there. I'm surprised she's going with the bacon not fully cooked here. Toast burnt on one side, lightly buttered. Uh, you know, we could do anything. <laughs> yeah. But if oh my you gosh. put wriggle with me, I'll tell you what, right now at this stage of my career, I'm most comfortable broadcasting anything if Riggle was next to me. And oh. that would actually be a great TV show. Have us show up with the Blazers and we will broadcast anything. We will broadcast <laughs> a bar mitzvah, an anniversary, your breakfast being made, uh, mowing the lawn. And we'll just do like, holy moly, the all-in edition. We broadcast anything. I love it. Oh, I love that. I would definitely tune in. <laughs> okay, so we end every episode with this question. What is your favorite Disney memory? You know, Disney's been a huge part of our lives even before, you know, and obviously I've worked for Disney now for the better part of two decades, but it would probably be Disney World in Orlando. It was very special uh, being a kid in New York in the seventies for the rare chances to go down there with our family, but then my own children and the wonderment of, I can remember one time we actually took them on a Florida vacation and surprised them and didn't tell them. Aww. And driving up to Disney World where you have the uh, uh, beautiful topiaries of the characters uh. and then you have the sign that crests over the road as you're driving into the entrance. And I think I'll never forget the look on their face and the reaction they had when they realized that they were entering the Magic Kingdom and what they thought was going to be a beach vacation was actually a Disney World vacation. So seeing that joy and that sparkle in my kids' eyes is, is my favorite Disney vacation. The other thing I'll share with you, actually, interestingly enough, is when we had an off day of filming Holy Moly just before the quarantine for coronavirus, we had an off day, and my son now, of course, you know, I'm an older guy now. My son now is actually a college football player at Boston College, and he was on his spring break. And he decided he was going to come out to California to train in California so he could spend time with me while I was filming Holy Moly. And I said, hey, man, I got the day off. What do you want to do? And he said, what do you say we go to Disneyland? So here we are, you know, <laughs> at our age, at my age and his age, and he's, you know, this college football player on spring break you don't think of wanting to go with disney to disneyland with his dad but that's how we spent half a day we had a blast we walked around took in some rides some new things you know we we're able to spend quality time together so that was also on the other end of the kids age spectrum a great disney memory for me oh that's a great one well, joe it's been such a pleasure talking to you i will never be able to look at breakfast the same way <laughs> thank you so much for joining us listen i would do it for cheap what no day rate necessary <laughs> i'll show up at your house you know yes. we'll break it down full analysis of you making the omelet uh anytime you want we'll make that happen 
perfect. Breakfast was already my favorite meal of the day, but now thinking about Joe kind of commentating <laughs> breakfast is just totally. making it better. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And Candace and I totally respond, by the way. <laughs> what about me? I, I, you're not on Twitter. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we respond for you. I'll respond on Instagram. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.